Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. Well, welcome back, and this is part two of a podcast that we did last week on the town of Bethlehem and what's happening right now in the town of Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. And if you've not listened to that podcast, let me beseech you, go back and listen to it, because this is going to give you hope. Because let me just review just for a moment what's really happening there, there in the town of Bethlehem. They're taking down the decorations. They're taking down the nativity scene. And they don't want to remember the birth of Jesus because they think that it would bring conflict among the people, the two people that live there in Bethlehem now and around Israel because of the conflict with Hamas and Israel going on. And I'm thinking how foolish the town of Bethlehem, where Christ himself was born, it should even be a greater celebration. But I want you to listen in on this podcast because this one is going to give you hope. It's going to give you direction. And I want to uh, share with you that I'm in the studio today recording this podcast with Nene Webb. And Nene is a watchman over the city here in Montgomery. Welcome, Nene. Hey, Joe. Thank you for inviting me. Glad well, to be here. Well, this is exciting, and I, I'll tell our listeners why Nene is our guest today. Most of you may be aware by now that as watchmen, that's intercessors through his vessel ministry, that walk and pray the streets of our cities, and we've been doing that for almost 20 years now, um, praying for the peace of our city, the righteousness of God to flow in the streets of our city. And we walk and we pray and we read aloud the Word of God because we know how important the spoken Word is to watchmen. But when war broke out in Israel on October the 7th, a couple of days after that, we sensed that we need to be on the wall, so to speak, praying every day, praying for Israel, praying for America, and praying for our territory right here in Alabama. And so, Nene, you've been a part of that. We've had most incredible response from Watchmen joining on a prayer call every morning at 6.30 and praying very specifically for what is going on. Because as you and I were talking before this podcast, those that bless Israel will be blessed. And of course, we want to be a blessing, but we want to be a part of the solution. And we know through intercession, we can be a part of the solution. So as watchmen, we come together and we pray. But Nene, you've been a watchman for how long? I think I've been almost 19 years. The first time I read about being a watchman, I thought, hmm, you know, it piqued my interest. But it took me a, a year before I stepped up to bat. Mm -hmm. And the next time I saw the advertisement in a magazine, I 
jumped on it and called you, and you took me through a brief training. Yes. And uh, I appreciate it, and I have enjoyed being a watchman ever since. And you have been a faithful intercessor and watchman, praying for Montgomery, praying for the state of Alabama. And people say, well, what's the watchman all about? Well, listen, it's just staying on the wall. It's staying alert to the Holy Spirit, knowing how God wants us to pray for our particular territory. And you have been one of those faithfully to walk and to pray and and now coming on this call in the mornings to pray and to tell our listeners it's been exciting what God has been doing how God speaks through his word when we come on to pray in unity and to pray for the moment and so we were on a call earlier this week and we were praying about the town of Bethlehem and what is happening there. And of course, our hearts were grieved about that, but you gave us hope about the matter. (laughs) You spoke something that just was amazing how we cannot see the negative of it, but see what God wants to do through it. So I want you to share with us the message that you spoke to us. But let me take the people back. Remember Bethlehem. In the Word, we know that's where Jesus was born. Right. That's the town. And I'm sitting here thinking, just a few months ago, I was right there in the town of Bethlehem, right there at that church where the controversy is going on now of taking down the nativity scene, not to bring in any highlight to the birth of Jesus right here in the time of the year that we remember the birth of Jesus. And yet, the town of Bethlehem, the name Bethlehem, someone on our watch call that morning said that the Hebrew word Bethlehem means house of bread. Right. Now, isn't that interesting? Right. The house of bread. How so much can be learned from that and right. how we need to protect the meaning of that. But in this, you saw a message that yes, they're bringing this down, and yes, they're attacking the name of Jesus, and yes, they don't want to bring any controversy around Jesus, and yet Jesus is the peacemaker. (laughs) And because there's so much conflict, we need Jesus, the peacemaker. We need to remember Bethlehem. We need to remember what happened there. But you spoke a message to us that really infused us. Well, thank you, Joe. When I heard you talk about taking down the nativity and that they did not want to have bread in the house of bread, my spirit just rose up. I mean, I just could hardly help myself. And I just had to say, I had been through a situation like that years ago. My oldest son was moving to Fairhope, Alabama, and my younger son was in college. And He said, Mama, my friends that are from Fairhope say there's no hope in Fairhope. And boy, I just turned around and said, there's great hope in Fairhope. And every time he would say that to me, I would come back with, there's great hope in Fairhope. If my son was going to live there, there was going to be great hope in that city. And for whatever reason, you know, I mean, I know many people probably pray over the city of Fairhope, But God answered that, honored it. I can think of few cities in the state of Alabama that are growing like Fairhope, that are prospering like Fairhope, and it has been a a real blessing to him to be there. 
So I know the power of our words. The Bible says we are a kingdom of kings and priests and that we have great authority with our words. A king can decree a thing and it will be so. And so I felt that way when I heard you speak of Bethlehem, the house of bread. If God, the Lord God Almighty, caused Bethlehem the house of bread, how much more should we call it the house of bread? And when you think about Jesus, the bread of life was born there. Think about the aroma of bread, mm. everything that is in that connotation of the house of bread. Oh my goodness, I, you know, I just, I thought we've got to start speaking this forth and declaring Bethlehem is the house of bread. Jesus is the bread of life. And it just got more and more powerful to me. And you think about bread, you smell it, the aroma. We've got a world that is starved for the bread of life. Mm -hmm. And out of Bethlehem, we need to ask God to let that aroma of the bread of life arise once again and whet people's appetite for fresh bread because nothing smells better, tastes better. And you mentioned about baking bread and leaning in to smell it, Joe. And that was such a picture, you know, for all of us just to imagine, you know, bread coming out of the oven, how good it smells and how much we want to taste it. And it whets our appetite. Even if you weren't hungry, you could smell that bread mm -hmm. and just you want some. And that's what we want the aroma of Jesus to be coming out of Bethlehem, but not just Bethlehem, but our city, our state, and our nation. We want that bread of life for everybody because that is the true bread of life. That's right. And, you know, putting this in context of really how it all came about, how foolish oh. of authorities to think that they could stop what God has planned and will right, happen, right. that Jesus is the Savior of the world. He is the bread of life. And yet we have bread, physical bread, as a reminder of that. Right. And they think they can take down decorations, take down a nativity scene, and that Jesus will just simply go away. That right. we can do away with the need of Jesus. We can do away with the need of the house of bread. And that is foolish in man's thinking. But yet, believing the Word of God, as you said, speaking the Word, and we speak it by faith, we can remember Jesus. We can remember our need for Jesus. And we do that right here in our own territory, in our own cities, in our own homes. And I think about that physical bread. And you know, this happened on the call. As we were on this prayer call, the more we prayed into this matter, the more we spoke life into mm -hmm. what the enemy wants to destruct. It was like God gave us hope. You know, yeah. you spoke the right. city of hope, but right. he gave us hope that we're not to be moved by all of this. We're That's not to right. be discouraged what the enemy is trying to do because our God reigns. That's and right. then in this season here coming up on Christmas, 
all of us, we have physical bread to remind us of this season. The enemy can take down nativity. It can take down Christmas trees. You know, I saw an article just today, even how Satanists are decorating their Uh own Christmas trees. Uh See, desecrating what we would use as a reminder of this season, the birth of Jesus. But the true the true representation is that manger, the remembrance of his birth. But that tells you that even Satan and his kingdom cannot take away from us the reminder that this is the time of Jesus' birth and then that house of bread. Because right. I'm thinking, you know, we're all going to be baking at Christmas. That's right. And we're going to be baking bread. <laughs> and we're going to be preparing bread. Right. And as you said, we're going to smell the aroma of that bread. And every bit of that, as we see a loaf of bread, as we see fresh baked rolls, we should think of the aroma of Jesus. That's right. The aroma. We should think of, as you said, taste and see. Taste Mm -hmm. that bread. Get a taste of Jesus. How do we do that? Through the Word Word. of God. Because Mm -hmm. John 1 says He is the Word. He's the breath of life. He's the bread of life. He's the Savior of the world. Like you said, we all need to lean in Mm. during this season Mm -hmm. and remember what he did. Right. So it doesn't matter what the world and destruction around us is trying to do to bring it down. Yes, we pray into that, but we're not defeated by that, are we? Not at all. And just going back to the idea of fair hope, you know, God had his plan for fair hope. He blessed the whole entire earth when it was created. And by speaking great hope into fair hope, was just coming alongside him and saying, yes, this land is blessed. There is great hope, just like there is great hope in Bethlehem. And this morning I was reading in Isaiah 61.4 about the rebuilding of the ruins and the destroyed cities and all. I'm never going to physically go over there and rebuild Bethlehem or probably any part of Israel. But with my words, Mm. with my words, I can say we will rebuild the ancient ruins of Bethlehem. We will raise up and restore the former desolation. And we will renew the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. We will rebuild those with our words. We want to speak that aroma to come forth from that land and bring up so much righteousness there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Job taking it back home and the baking of bread, we also have nativity scenes in our house. When we look down on that baby Jesus, we can just say bread of life. Oh, yes. Thank you for being in my home this season. Bread of life, thank you for still being exalted in our nation. Bread of life, come forth here and everywhere around the world that will receive you. And just speak it forth. Let our words rebuild those ancient ruins that have been torn down over the generation. And you know, speaking the word is so critical in every area of our life. Yes, we learn from the word of God that we're to watch what we say, guard our tongue, 
but more specifically, what an impact we can have along with what God is doing by just speaking forth what God said is going to happen. We can speak into that. And when we speak the word, there's a power that goes with that. Mm -hmm. There's a power that ignites within the atmosphere that God's word does not return void. And so when we see in this time when war's going on, Mm -hmm. when there's a lot of violence, when Mm -hmm. there's a lot of hatred, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of division, we can bring that right back home and say, no, not at my house. No, not in my city. We're going to speak life into it. We're going to speak the name of Jesus into it and let God go and do what he wants to do for our city, for Mm -hmm. our home, because it's so critical. And we can see beyond the nail. You know, I thought about the word savor. Because when mm-hmm. I was thinking about us doing this podcast, and you know what really came out in that prayer time that we had was, you know, we did talk about taste of bread and the aroma, the mm-hmm. sweet smell and aroma. And when I was thinking about this podcast, I felt like the Holy Spirit kept saying, savor. Mm-hmm. The savory of bread. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the taste. That's the mm-hmm. smell of bread. Mm-hmm. But I sensed the Holy Spirit kept saying, no, look up that word. Mm-hmm. And when I looked up the word savor, I was blown away uh-huh. that, yes, it does mean those, but it also means to focus on the good that is to come. Whoa. Is that, that not powerful? That is powerful. So we're going to savor this That's moment. right. That's the authorities right. in, over That's in Bethlehem right. may That's be right. taken down the remembrance of Jesus. Uh-huh. But in our heart, we're going to savor this moment right. because it has caused us to rise up mm-hmm. and say, not at my house. That's right. Not in my city. We're going to remember Jesus. We're going to celebrate Jesus. We're going to savor the moment. And even at that, pass it on to the next generation. We're going to use this as an opportunity to speak life into the things around us by speaking the word of God. It's such a message for us. You know, I go back to what the word says in Genesis 50, verse 20. What the enemy meant for evil, God is turned around and using it for our good. Good. It's really just reminded us that, hey, the enemy isn't the winner. He is defeated. Jesus is the victor. And at this time, what is going on? We are going to celebrate. We're going to savor the moment. Absolutely. The bread of life, that house of bread. And we have the victory. Yes, that is so <laughs> critical to remember that. And then, you know, you I mentioned this a, a moment ago, but you ended that prayer time bringing us back to Psalm 34, 8, where you said we should taste and, and see that the Lord, Lord is, is good. good. So we don't need to just hear this podcast. Mm-hmm. We don't need to hear, oh, that's good information. Mm -hmm. We don't need to just have our emotions stirred a little bit. We want to encourage the audience to go taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes. How would you tell them to do that, Nene? Well, I think just speaking for everything we have talked about, speaking forth life over your family, over your property, over your city, over your state, over this nation. And Bethlehem would be another place just to speak 
bread of life come forth again in a new way. And Joe, to me, one of the most interesting things in reading about Bethlehem, I found that that was the city where Ruth, who was a Gentile, married Boaz. And I just, that fascinated me that I just thought there's so much more to this Bethlehem than we have even scratched upon because that is the Jew and the Gentile that married. And from that line came David, and from the line of David came Jesus. And so here we are today, once again, the struggle between the Jew and the Gentile. But we have a Savior, and we know that. And he is the bread of life. He is the bread of life. And he's Jewish. Yes. <laughs> God is making us one with him. Absolutely. So this Christmas season, remembering all of this, and even how God would use a war to get our minds thinking right. about this, that's amazing. Don't speak words of death. Speak words no. of life. life. You can do it in any area. You right. know, you may see a family member, and you may not agree with their lifestyle, mm -hmm. or you may think, oh, they're wandering in the wilderness. Will they ever get it right? Will they ever start <laughs> living right? And, right? and speak life to them. That's right. You know, I say all the time, my descendants shall be mighty on earth, there and the go. generation of the upright will be blessed. No, I'm not going to be moved by what I see. Let our words, words. that God has spoken, mm -hmm. we speak them believing that God is faithful and he will do what he says he will do. And so rather than seeing destruction, rather than seeing division, we're going to bring unity. We're going to speak the words of life. And we be the ones that be the lifters right. and not the ones that tear down that's just simply right. by our words and that's, that's how right. we can taste and see that the Lord is good. good we can taste it yes. we can taste yes. it because we believe this word and we believe this word has power and we believe that by speaking it that's why we walk the streets and pray as watchmen because we right. believe that speaking this word can change circumstances absolutely it brings God into the matter that's he right. gets involved in the matter that's and right. begins to work his perfect will in his perfect way right. well this has been exciting and I know that it has excited the audience because it was just something we needed to share because we could have looked at a defeating situation and said oh how terrible that's happening but yet God turned it around and said no here's a mission for you yes. you make something good out of yes, this and we're right. going to speak good into it we can change our little world around I say all the time you may not can change the world but you can change your, your world. world. And Absolutely. that's what we want to do is change our little Bethlehem right. where we remember Jesus. That's right. Well, thank you, Nene. I thank just so you, appreciate you sharing this with our audience. And I know that it's encouraged them because God wants our hearts to be encouraged as we remember right. to celebrate mm -hmm. Bethlehem, the house of bread, bread. and that's Jesus, right. the bread of life. Absolutely. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, 
and all of your strength as you seek to become his vessel.